0: Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Miranda. Good morning, Miranda. Hey, ladies. (laughs) Hey, Kathy. Good morning. We are so excited to be joined today by Jennifer Rothschild, and you may know her as an amazing author, Bible teacher, podcaster, the founder and host of Fresh Grounded Faith, and so much more, but we know her very well at Rolling Hills as our women are currently walking through her study on the book of Amos, and in addition, one of our care groups for women is currently using her missing pieces study as they're being reminded of what real hope looks like when life doesn't make sense. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us today and for ministering to our women in more ways than you probably knew.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm happy to be with you. And it's fun because like, I feel like I've been with you now that I know I've been hanging out through Amos and Missing Pieces. So this is just perfect that we can just then chat face to face.
0: Absolutely ear to ear, ear, to heart, ear. To heart to heart that's, that's right heart to, says, heart, to right? heart i love that <laughs> definitely heart to heart all right jennifer would you start us off what do we need to know about jennifer rothschild ooh okay well i'm glad you asked what you need to know cuz there's plenty you don't need to know <laughs> well ma- we want to know um, some of that too
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right let me think what do you need to know let me see if i can put it in one sentence okay um i am a cs lewis junkie mm. i am a dark chocolate lover. I am a obsessive coffee drinker. Um, I am a wife, a mom, I'm a Gigi. Um, And what else? And I love to read dead authors. And um, I can't think of, oh, and my favorite thing to do is wear yoga pants and no makeup.
2: You we could be best oh, friends. I, I feel love like these this. are mine. Yes. These are my things. <laughs> you are our people. I love this. Um, and we are always very interested here about your your the grandma name. So Gigi. Yes. I love that. So Gigi. I
0: too am a Gigi. So I'm like, oh, I love that. <gasps> oh, good. We're both Gigi's. We yes, GGs. I've got
1: three little men. So oh. my husband and I have two sons, and now we have three grandsons. But. We did just learn we're about to have a baby girl in July. So That is so exciting.
2: Congratulations. Have you started buying clothing, all the
1: bows and all the things? Oh, yes. On the day we found out it was a girl. We went to TJ Maxx and I spent like $78 on stuff the child won't even probably be able to wear for two years. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's a good GG. <laughs> it's a, so it's a
2: necessity. Um, so it is. Um, Jennifer, can you just tell us about your faith journey? I know um, we have been watching your your teaching videos, and and so we know little bits and pieces. But for those listeners who maybe don't know hmm. your, your story, um, how did you know that being a teacher,
1: speaker, author was what God was calling you to do? Oh, okay. Well, here's the big answer. I did not know that was what God was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. So let me back up and tell you why that's okay. So I grew up uh, in the church. My daddy was a pastor. So uh, the things of Christ and the word were like just my whole world. And I loved the Bible and I loved Jesus. And I became a believer in Christ. Personally, I was born again when I was just nine years old. And so hear this beautiful trajectory of just falling in love with his word happen. I would read my little Bible, my red leather Bible mm-hmm. every night. Um, I found out later it really wasn't leather. It was plastic. But anyways, <laughs> a little I thought it was leather. And so I would read my little red non-leather Bible every night before I go to bed. I'd read the Psalms and I just love the word. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, um, I'm 15 years old and I begin to have trouble with my eyesight I'm diagnosed with a disease called retinitis pigmentosa. I become legally blind. I can no longer see that Bible. And what I also learn is that the nature of the disease is eventually I'll be totally blind. So it was an interesting, um, the reason I tell you all of this is because it impacts why I didn't realize I was called to teach necessarily, specifically. I had such an ache that I was not able to see, to read anymore. And of course, back then it was cassette tapes and it was only King James. And Mm -hmm. I remember listening to the Bible that way. And over the years, of course, technology has improved and access has improved. So I'm able to listen to scripture. I never learned Braille. I'm a very bad role model for blind people. But anyway, I I listened. And this love and ache and longing... Continued to grow, and I really the Holy Spirit became my teacher because I couldn't read other things about Scripture. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit really did guide me into truth and enlighten me, and so, um, I began just um, in music. That was where I my gifting was initially, and so just started writing songs and singing all of them Scripture based. And the Lord just opened those doors until eventually um, I began to write. Um, and it's one of those things I don't think I ever realized I did not have an epiphany moment. And I think there's a lot of freedom in this. I never had an epiphany moment. I am called to full-time ministry. When I met Jesus, I felt drawn to full-time obedience. Mm, And so it was like, whatever that was, however that showed up. You know, it showed up in music, it showed up in writing, it showed up in teaching Sunday school, it showed up in going to nursing homes on and meeting with older people on Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? It showed up in a million different ways. So as the Lord opened doors and evolved that ministry into teaching and writing. Now, honestly, sometimes it's like I have this spectator moment. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. I mean, I didn't know I had such a passion for this. I wouldn't have known it unless I tried it. And it's just because the Lord opened the doors. And so now I look back and I think, well, I think I've been called all along to obedience and faithfulness. Mm. And it just showed up in different seasons and different ways. And so like for our friends who are listening right now, like you may not have a huge giant ministry, but that doesn't mean it's not just as valid because we're all called to obedience and faithfulness. And God is not one who decides, well, man, you just spoke to a thousand people You are so effective in ministry. No, you reach one person. You love them with the love of Jesus in private. You are so effective in ministry.
0: Amen. I love that
2: so much. Um, Jennifer, my daughter and I were just talking this morning. She's 15 and Mm. um, we were talking about you. Um, We were at the Lifeway forum in Atlanta and she heard you for the first time. And, Mm. um, so she was. She she still is just so impressed with, um, and she even used the word obedience. That mm-hmm. even though you had um, challenges and struggles in your life, that you just continued to do what God was calling you to do. And I know that has made a huge impact in her life and to to so many so many others. So um, I, I love that a calling. We all have a calling to obedience. Yeah. Jennifer, what when you kind of look back, um, what did you think your life was going to look like at this point in time?
1: Well, I am. I'm not sure I really knew what my life would look like at this time. I'm one of those that can't even figure out what I'm going to have for dinner until four o'clock. You know, so I'm not a super forward thinker. I'm more a very present where I am girl. But I will say this: um, when I was growing up, before I lost my sight, I was really good at art. Like that's not bragging. That's just I I really did have some skill and some lots of potential. So I really thought that's what I was going to be. And back in the day, I thought I wanted to be a cartoonist. Um, so you know, I I guess that's all I would have thought is that I would have been somehow working in the creative field with art. And I do think it's very kind of the Lord that he still has has transferred those creative skills and propensities toward language and word and communication. And um, you know, everybody has a, a paintbrush and a palette. It's just different in each of our lives. So, you know, I think that's what God has done for me.
2: Absolutely. And I think um for so many women, um we we have an idea of what we think, where we're supposed to be and what we think our our life will look like. And God just, Mm -hmm. um, you just never know what he's going to do. And again, when we're obedient, it's just, it's just amazing what, what doors will open and what will happen. So, yeah, Jennifer, what are you celebrating in this season of your life?
1: Well, right now I, you know, I just found out I'm going to have a baby girl grandbaby. So (laughs) I am definitely celebrating that. (laughs) And I'll tell you another thing that's just kind of fun. That I am celebrating these. And by the way, these are not going to be deeply spiritual things, which I think is important to recognize that we can celebrate the small things, the big things. They don't all have to be, you know, chapter and verse in the Absolutely. Bible. Absolutely, I love that. I am going to Italy this summer oh. with two girlfriends. <laughs> oh, that And just the best part dreamy. of it, I know one of my friends, she has literally, we booked this um, trip probably seven or eight months ago, every day since we booked it, she has sent a text 166 days. Oh, the countdown. Days. Okay. So here's the best part of that. Every day I get that text, I have a little mini celebration. And I think, what a picture of how we should live. Because right now, I'm also celebrating that I am starting to frame and write my next Bible study, mm-hmm. which will be on heaven. And I thought, wow, Lord, if I knew the day I was going to show up there and I could do a countdown like that, I'd have many celebrations every day. So I want to live with that kind of Mm. anticipation and celebrate that reality every day. And just a small thing, which is not a small thing, but going to Italy is a big deal. But in light of eternity, it feels like a small thing. But that's what's teaching me even right now. Celebrate, Mm -hmm. celebrate that you're eventually going home, even though you don't know the countdown. You know it's going to happen. What an amazing
2: way to keep your mind on eternal things, <laughs> right? Then doing a study on heaven, yes. um, we cannot yes. wait. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm so excited.
0: Looking great. Looking at what what we can be grateful for in the here and now um, is such a beautiful right. thing. And sometimes it is the little things. Yeah. What would you say yeah. is the most challenging part of this season for you? Oh
1: uh i you know every season i'm introduced to myself in a new way mm-hmm. um because i think any any struggles um introduce a part of myself that i recognize um my need and my need for some more sanctification and the just that process so um i think for me right now there's just a um, having a few uh, health things that have surprised me since the beginning of the year and so I know I do not. I know I am like most of you out there. Nobody likes to go to the doctor. Nobody. I can't stand to go to the doctor. And not that I don't love doctors. I think they're wonderful. I just don't like having needs, Mm. put it it bluntly. So that's what I'm struggling with is the humility of um, the process of finding out some of this health stuff. And being okay with having needs. And once again, parsing the fact that uh, with blindness, of course, if I have any need, it involves four other people practically to get the need met. Somebody drive me, somebody wait for me, somebody fill out paperwork, you know, and I don't love all that. And so once again, I'm introduced to myself and recognize my great need once again for patience and humility, um, Mm. So, you know, I think it shows up in all of our lives in different ways,
0: but that's mine right now. I mean, sometimes with even the health stuff, um, the Lord is teaching us and teaching us so much in different ways and intimate ways about who He is, Mm. for sure. You talked about obedience in your journey, just that next step of obedience and the Lord showing you then what was next for you and what that looked like. What is... Obedience look like for you in this season?
1: Obedience for me right now, I believe. Um, you know, I would love to have a very concrete answer, and I don't. But I think for me, obedience right now looks like trusting, trusting the how do I put this right? The uh, because I don't want it to be misunderstood. So this cannot be a sound bite. So trusting my gut. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Obedience for me means. If I am walking with the spirit and I feel like, you know, I, I prayed about something and I need to say no, then I need to say no because it's hard for me to say no. Obedience for me right now means trusting the Lord that it's okay to um not meet every single person's demands when they have mm-hmm. them and to just kind of honor what I sense is protecting myself. <laughs> I know that might sound like, you know. I, like that shouldn't be that difficult but for me mm-hmm. that is um that is more challenging and so for me obedience means trusting the holy spirit trusting that impulse to just kind of take care of myself and be okay with disappointing people if that's mm-hmm. what it means sometimes and um that that's it's easier for me to disobey in that area is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say mm-hmm. it's easier for me to please everybody and i know for me obedience right now is trusting the holy spirit's prompting in mm. my
0: heart. One of our leaders in the Amazon, she said this simple phrase but it just really stuck with me that resting in the Lord is not sinful, it's not disobedient, it's actually obedience. Um and mm-hmm. so we have to take steps to safeguard, care for our soul, right? Um care for mm-hmm. ourselves physically care for our families in order to be able to effectively minister to other people. So, so I love good. that you Re- Repeat that. that. Repeat that one more time. Okay, what did what she, did she say? say? Resting is what? <laughs> so resting in the Lord— um, mm-hmm. is not disobedience. It's not sinful. It's actual, actually obedience. Because I think sometimes we think, you know, for women, and I'm sure men too, like work, 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 busy, 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 mm-hmm. is like we're doing all the right things. And sometimes right. there can be some guilt or is it sinful if I rest or if I stop for a second, but no, the Lord actually calls us to rest
1: Yeah, that's good. I'm going to
0: remember that. (laughs) It wasn't mine, but I borrowed it, but I just thought it was really Okay, well, we're all going to take it. Okay, Yeah, we're all going to take it. Thank (laughs) you, Lord. Yes, for sure. I think I can see the answer to this question in so many ways, just from what I know about your life and what you've already shared. And we know that the Lord wants us to use our journey in a way that impacts other people in a way that points other people to him. Um mm. How how have your life experiences impacted the way that you teach and connect with other women?
1: Mm. You know, I, I don't, I can see just knowing myself. I think the Lord has used blindness in my life as such a protection against myself. Um, it's been a a A refining process in a constant daily buffeting. So I can see how um blindness is something that God has used to become this platform upon which He has built um, greater empathy and greater humility. And so I think when I am like when I'm writing a Bible study and when I'm teaching it, like literally when I'm writing it, i I imagine. Two women sitting across from me. And one knows everything about scripture, probably more than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another one is new in Christ or doesn't even know him yet. And I'm trying to, as I'm writing, feel their brokenness, have empathy for both of them where they are in their walks. And I think blindness in so many ways has kind of helped this, um, helped me become more of a velveteen rabbit, you know. <laughs> and have a greater sensitivity and empathy because we're, you know, we all are just doing our best walking on these, on these uh, roads of life. And I'm afraid that without blindness, um, I would have become just so independent, autonomous, full of myself. I mean, I still have that, uh, those propensities even within blindness and being, having the Holy Spirit. So I just think what I would have been without, that severe mercy in my life, I I just, I don't know. So I don't, it's hard for me to ever thank God for blindness, mm. um, because it's hard, but I do thank him for how he has used the hard things mm. to, um, create good things.
2: Right. And I, I definitely, um, see where he is using, you to connect and teach women through your through your Amos study that we are doing here at Rolling Hills right now. So obviously I'm very excited about that. It's Amos an invitation to the good life. So can you just tell us about the Amos study and what led you to write about Yeah, why in the
1: world? Exactly.
2: (laughs) Why did you pick Amos?
1: You know, when I was talking to my publisher Lifeway, I said You know, I I want to write a Bible study on Amos, and literally, I wished I had a cricket soundtrack because that's what (laughs) happened in the room when I told them. So I always just give a big shout out to Lifeway for trusting me. Absolutely, Absolutely. (laughs) love Um, it. Because here's the thing, I I can't explain it, but I do have a crush on the minor prophets. Mm. So I've written on Hosea and Haggai. I love the minor prophets. I think they're often overlooked. They're often misunderstood or not understood at all. And that's why they tend to be overlooked or ignored. Mm -hmm. And so I think I was just so attracted to Amos, even though I read it probably 40 or 50 times and thought, why in the world would a woman want to read this? It is bad news. It is bleak and it is full of condemnation. (laughs) But every word in the Bible matters and God put it there for our learning and growth and to glorify him. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want women or me, I didn't want me to miss out. And I didn't want women to miss out on what that treasure hidden in Amos was. So the Lord was so kind to me. I'll never forget one day I'm just sitting in my living room on our little brown love seat and listening probably for the 40th time to Amos. And I literally said to the Lord, why would anyone want to read this? There's so many condemnations. Mm -hmm. And it was as if the Lord just downloaded right there. Well, those condemnations could have been avoided if Israel had received my invitations. So I literally went through and began to read the book of Amos, looking at the condemnations and see which ignored invitations those represented. And so I flipped them upside down and turned them all into invitations. And that's why, as you read, it's an invitation to the good life. And it really is. And I just, God used Amos um, back in the day and God mm-hmm. has used Amos in my life, and I'm so grateful. We're making Amos famous, and God is using Amos in your women's lives.
2: Absolutely, and it is—it's such a testament to how nothing is wasted in God's word. If it is there, it—it it has meaning. It has purpose, and so it has been so fun to watch women kind of get excited about um, the words that are in there and what um, what God has. For them through through the life of Amos and kind of being able to look past that initial layer when you when you yes. first read it. Um, so it just has. I mean, Amos is really he's a famous dude around here. I mean, <laughs> our, our, Good. Our, yes, absolutely. And, And he's got some good cookies, too. He (laughs) really does. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. They are delicious. Um, (laughs) What would you say is your biggest hope for those who are walking through the Amos study?
1: Oh, that they would fall much more deeply in love with God's word. And with the God of Amos. I mean, information for me personally is so satisfying. I love learning. Information is so satisfying, but it is not the same as intimacy. So my deepest hope for Amos is, is not that women would just enjoy the, the learning and the stimulation that comes from that, but that information would lead to deeper intimacy. That They would just fall in love with the God of Amos who was so kind to his people by giving them Amos chapter nine, that there's going to come a day, you know, that new day when all the broken things will be repaired. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Amen. And I know uh, one verse that you talk about throughout your throughout this study is, um, I believe, I hope I'm getting this right, Amos 5, 4, Seek God and Live, and yes. um, that is really, um, at the end of the day, what What we want for our listeners, for our women, whether they they come here in person or attend online. We just we want women to seek God and live because there is true it's the God life, right? There is life mm-hmm. and hope and love and all the things um, when when we are seeking Him. So if we were yeah. to back up a little bit, um, zoom out from Amos um, and just think more big picture, If you had, you know, 30 seconds, you can take longer than that, though, that's fine. But um, (laughs) what encouragement do you have for all of our female listeners?
1: Oh, okay. That's hard to boil it down to one thing. Okay. So I think if I had to, this is what I would do. I just read this this morning. A woman was saying to another woman, You are enough. And it hit me wrong because I thought, no, that is the worst encouragement you could give someone because we are not enough. And so I think the encouragement that I would give to a woman right now is the encouragement that I spoke to my own soul today. Jennifer, you are not enough and you're not supposed to be because God is. I'm not sufficient. His grace is sufficient. And so my encouragement to any woman listening is to not believe a lie that you have the autonomy and the wherewithal within yourself to be enough. And it's okay. You're not supposed to be. You are created to be inhabited by the Holy Spirit, to be dependent on God and for your sufficiency to come through His grace and your enoughness to come from His completeness in you. So that would be my greatest encouragement. Mm. Let's cease striving and receive the fullness of, of who God is in us and let him be enough.
2: Yes. Mm. And amen. Amen. A, amen. I can, can we just go home now? I know. You? I know. That was
0: amazing, Jennifer. Oh, Thank you so much. We are not enough, but that's why we need him who is enough. Oh, goodness. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Jennifer, how can we be praying for you? Oh, my
1: goodness. Thank you. Well, how could you pray for me? Whatever the Holy Spirit brings to mind, just go for it. I okay. do not have a list, okay. I but can. I will say this. My word of the year is clarity. Mm-hmm. So I would ask for prayer for clarity in in it. all things in you Jesus' name.
0: Yeah, well, me, thank you. Let me pray for you right now. Oh Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you are enough. And Lord, may you remind us that in and of ourselves, we are not, um, and that's why we need you. As Savior. So thank you, Lord, for dying for us. Thank you for doing what was enough, Lord, so that we could be in relationship with you. Lord, thank you that you are healer and provider and sustainer and the giver of comfort, Lord, and the giver of strength, Lord. Thank you for Jennifer just taking her time out to minister to our ladies, to share her heart and, Lord, the way that you have used her journey so that others could be drawn to you lord i pray for every single woman lord who is listening those in our gathering studies those in our care groups lord who might be hurting um, as they're diving into these studies lord may they fall deeply in love with your word fall deeply in love with you and get to experience you in such an incredible and intimate way lord thank you for your word It's not just for faith, but it's for life. And so thank you, Lord, for giving your word to us, Lord, so that we could navigate all things and be reminded of the real hope, Lord, that we have because of you. May we take each day to recognize, Lord, what we can be celebrating and, Lord, how we can be grateful. And, Lord, may we not forget that there will be a day when there will be no more hurt and no more pain. And, Lord, that's why we have hope. Um, Lord, I just pray for Jennifer as, Lord, she's navigating, Lord, just some things with her health. I pray, Lord, that you are the giver of peace. I pray that you give medical team, Lord, whatever that looks like. I don't even know what it is, but you do. And so, Lord, I just pray that you are glorified through that scenario. Lord, thank you for the way that she sees people, Lord, that she sees their heart um, Lord, and you can see that through her studies. Thank you for the empathy and Lord, the love that she has for you and the love that she has for others. And Lord, I just pray that you give her wisdom and discernment and clarity and whatever that looks like in this season. Thank you for the way that you are using her, the way that you are using her story in the lives of so many people. Lord, just, uh, draw our women closer to you. Lord, thank you for who you are. We love you. It's in your holy and precious name, Lord, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes,
2: Jennifer, thank you so
0: much for being here today. Truly,
2: we know that there's a lot of people, I can't even imagine asking for your time and attention. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really want to pause here and just let you know, uh, we truly see it as such a blessing that you are willing to just talk with us today. And I know it's it's blessed us so much and it will bless our our listeners. So mm. thank you so much.
1: Well, y'all have blessed me. And seriously, I'm so grateful to know all your ladies are doing Bible study. It yep. makes me so grateful. So it's been an honor, honestly, to partner with you guys, not just on this podcast, but in ministry in general. So thank Absolutely. you for what you do. Thank you so much. Ladies, thank you for
2: listening to season four of As You Go. If you are interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. As You Go podcast is part of the Rolling Hills podcast network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning in.